Hello, and welcome to the African Triangle Initiative Podcast, our very first episode. Hi, my name is Craig Reed, and the focus of this podcast is rooted deep in the African-American community. We're going to talk about our traditions, norms, circumstances, and everyday life that has impacted us all. My co-host, Carl Pickney, will join me on this first episode. In this first episode, we're going to focus on the use of the cell phone at the dinner table. Now, the dinner table for us on Sundays, it was all hands to the dinner table, family focus, no cell phones, no books, no anything else, but that has changed over the years. So I asked myself and I asked you, is the village generation mentality alive, dormant, or dead in the black community? We will discuss that. And then also on preceding podcasts, we'll talk about crime in our neighborhood. We'll talk about male mentorship in our neighborhood. And we'll talk about what is missing and what we need to do to move forward. And I hope our subjects will pertain to everyone and get everyone an aha moment that anyone could say, well, you know what? That's happening in my household, and I need to take a look at this, and I need to make some changes. Let me go get Carl, and let's get this show on the road. Talk to you later. first one that we are going to do is going to be based on the family and the similarities of the family and the African-American community and what we what we had and what is being lost is the village generation concept and how the village generation concept is being lost because we're letting it be lost with the technology we use like for example at the dinner table, how many people bring their cell phones to the dinner table and be texting? Everybody. <laughs> so, you know, Everybody. so the conversation now has stopped. The conversation right. has stopped at the dinner table, you know, you know, to talk to one another. Well, and, and not so much that the conversation has stopped because I, I like to put technology in this perspective, Craig. Okay. You you still are having a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's just that you now don't have the audience that you could be talking to. So so when you on the cell phone, you are having a conversation. 
But then the question becomes, okay, now who's the audience? Who's consuming that content that you're having with on that cell phone or that other device? Mm -hmm. Are you getting feedback? You know, is it is it a two-way conversation? Yeah. And 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 I think part of that opportunity, and, and you know, I tell this to my son and but both of my sons when they come to the dinner table. Uh if they on their cell phone, I ask a simple question, who are you talking to? <laughs> <Okay>. oh. Oh. <laughs> because again, you know, let, let's let's call it for what it is. You know, we, we use this to talk to Craig. Yes. Um, but but that means just like you and I were having issues with the audio, you could not hear me, but we were attempting to have a conversation. Yes, that's right. So so there was a sender and a receiver. Mm -hmm. And 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 I think part of that opportunity around the technology and the digital divide. I'm not in any way trying to send a signal that a cell phone is a bad tool. I'm not trying to send that signal. Yeah. I'm also not trying to send a signal that a computer is a bad tool. Mm -hmm. But what I am trying to ensure that we articulate to, to the audiences that we truly want to impress upon effective communication tools, if you're using it, there has to be a sender and there has to be a receiver. Okay. Because again, you know, people get defensive when you tell them about they 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 stuff, you know, yeah. <laughs> the, the the stuff they own. So 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 again, you know, I think I think this is one of the most powerful tools we have in our community. Mm -hmm. I just I just don't think we're using it to effectively communicate. Okay. So and and I tell my wife all the time. I don't like texting a whole lot. I really don't. Because for the amount of time I could sit in there with my fingers doing all, all of this, I could easily have, like you and I, having a face-to-face -face verbal conversation. There's so much more we can do in that versus, you know, that texting. But let me ask you a question. So what you're saying is, use technology to bring the family together. Am, am I correct? Am I, am I checking that? Yes. 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 Because look, technology is our way of life now. We, 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 we can't run from it, but we have to educate on the most effective ways to use these tools to communicate. And, and look, when, when, when my wife said she wanted to buy our son's cell phones, I was against it. Not not because I didn't want to have a tool that she could reach our sons. I was against it because you're putting this in the life of a young child at an early age. And once they grab a hold of it, it then becomes a tool, like you were saying, to do things other than effectively communicate. It's a computer. So, so you're you're arming someone with a device that don't have all the necessary training and skills needed in order to manage this device to be most effective. And and if you dig in further, Craig, most of these devices come loaded with a lot of applications, social media apps, 
games and other applications that everyone has decided they want to make available on a on a cell phone. Nothing wrong with the applications. I mean, I do applications. I build applications. That's what I do. But a lot of the applications are built to erode effective communication because they consume just your mind. <laughs> they, they're consuming your time and your mind. And I think that's where some of the deficiency are with tools like this. So I, I think there's a larger conversation to have about one, effective communication. And two, we shouldn't lose the basic touch of a one-on-one -on -one conversation like we're having. We should never lose that. Okay. And, and I think a lot of young people have started using these. And I, and I ask my kids all the time, they abbreviate stuff. And I'm like, what does that abbreviation mean? Where, yeah. where is that glossary of terms so that if you send me an abbreviation like, you know, BTW, it took me a while to know what BTW was. Mm -hmm. By the way, that's what it stands for, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> All right. But, but we create a whole lot of those little catch slogans that mm -hmm. most people don't know what they mean. I know, because it took me a while to learn a language. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it took me a while. But but I, I hear you, Carl, and, 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 I, and I do agree, you know, and, but, you know, but shouldn't, how, how, for example, there's no manual to teach old timers like me this. You know, like, you know, what are the rules? You know, what's the name of the game or what's acceptable out there now? You know, it, it, there's no ground rules. So how do I learn these rules, you know, for the dinner table, dinner table etiquette with the cell phone or, or, or etiquette, you know, at the house with the cell phone or, you know, or sending texts all the time. How do I learn these rules? What, what is, that's the opportunity we face. See, I, I think part of it, Craig, there are no defined rules. I, I think that's where we, we have to ensure that we can begin to establish some guardrails one of the things I argue with people about, and I'm using people because I want to make it global, I argue with the use of technology without governance, without policy. You know, people say anything today, whether it's in person or on social media, without any barrier for what the words are that's coming out of their mouth. So in essence, you know, without guardrails, without governance, without policies and without procedures, then truly we, we don't have any way of applying some level of enforcement when things go, go south. When, 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 they, when, they, when they go into a, a full out, well, I disagree with everything you just said. Okay, that's fine. But then what becomes the guardrails of governance that we can now work through in order to get back to a consensus? See, we don't, we don't, we don't have that out here in this social media world of unfiltered information that's just flying everywhere through the use of our tools, but also through the use of the internet. It just, it's not there. Well, you know, and, and you're talking about government and you're talking about, you know, there's a, a amendment that says freedom of speech. Yeah, me and my wife was just talking about this this morning. You know, it, it's so so how do you, so how do you limit this amendment to freedom of speech? I know as African Americans, 
We've been fighting about the 14th Amendment ever since Lincoln. Due process and equal protection of the law. Now you're adding something else new to the you know to the agenda. That's right. That that First Amendment. And 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 when you when you add that First Amendment in there, Craig, that says yeah, free speech. Well, you you know, my free speech. If I, if I take Donald Trump as an example for free speech, Craig, all the rules go out the door. Okay. And, and, and I think that's where we are moving toward in a society where we have a figure like that that's using his freedom of speech, First Amendment right to say just about anything that he wants to say. There are no guardrails to free speech. Now, I'm not trying to limit free speech. That's not what I'm saying. But when I say there are no guardrails, there ought to at least be a level of human decency toward one's fellow man. There ought to be. I don't know how we enforce it. I don't know how we apply governance to it. But Craig, we were raised in a manner in which we had to show respect for our fellow neighbor. And respect meant you didn't just come out and say what you wanted to say. That's not how I was raised. And, and I can remember the times when I got the slap in the mouth for what my parents thought was something that disrespected, not just them, but a fellow man. But but that part of that human decency that we have been accustomed to in the black community. If you take again an example like a Donald Trump, that, that goes out the window. There appears to not be any level of human decency to what one's fellow man with some of the things we hear him say. Well, what you're talking about is uh, the village, uh, how should I say, generation mentality. And that has always been in our communities for years. You know, the African-American communities, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. Or if you did something down the street, your parents would know by the time you got home. You know, we had a dynamite, but now that has all changed. So, you know, are we experiencing a cultural change? With a political change or what? All the above. But 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 let's 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 stay there. So change. You know, we, we advocate that change is healthy. We do. We, we we advocate all the time change is healthy. But 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 change without balance or change without some type of decorum or change without truly understanding what we're changing, why we're changing, and the outcome that we want to see from the change, then we, we, we often say, let's gradually change to where we're trying to go and then keep it open enough so that as we're changing, we're also doing what I think is the critical thing, Craig. We're documenting where we came from, what led us to this point, and then where we are going. Because it has to be agreed upon. Then I think change is healthy. But but you know, from a from a process perspective, and you know this because you deal with process improvement all the time, 
you, you, you can't change something unless you truly understand what it is you're trying to change. Okay. All right. And and and, and, and like you said, Craig, history, history is truly the benchmark that truly allows us to put that in place as this is really why we find ourselves at the place where we are. It's, it's the history lesson. And, and I think you said it right. You know, if, if we get to that part and we, we align ourselves with our historical data, with our historical information, with our historical narrative, with our historical stories of where we have come from, then it's easy to talk about change and why we need to change going forward. But we got to do a whole lot of educating to get there. Yes. So what you, what we're saying is you um and and from what I'm hearing is that we have to be diagnostically conscious. We have to diagnose ourselves. We have to understand where we're going, and we have to understand from whence we came. Understand our history, what got us here, you know, and, and how we got here, and how, what we're going to do to improve the process. There's so many things that we need to work on. And, and I believe, you know, Carl, what we're going to do with this podcast, we're going to work on that. And we're going to talk to just the common person, the everyday person to say, you know, how do you feel about this? And hopefully, you know, we can spark a movement, a movement of caring again, a movement of understanding again. A movement of doubt, not downing someone because they think differently or look differently. A right. movement that has been long overdue. And I thank I you. Agree. And I thank you for doing our first podcast because you know what? We're going live with this one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to send this to the editor. And he's going to work on it because we're going live with this one. And ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you for listening to the first podcast of the African Triangle Initiative, the African Triangle Initiative. We're going to talk about family issues. We're going to talk about political issues. And we're going to talk about issues that affect men, women, and all of us. And we're going to invite different guests on. And I hope that you keep on tuning in. And if you didn't tune in, if you missed the, the if you missed this one, it's going to be available so you can listen to. And we thank you.